Hey friends, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast is fueled by Riverside. Now, Riverside is my podcasting and now my YouTube video recording studio of choice, and they make it super easy to record remote podcasts and video interviews that look and sound like they are recorded in a million dollar studio. Now, I started using Riverside because the sound quality was incredibly awful with Zoom, and sometimes myself or my guests would have really bad internet connections. And I found a great solution with Riverside because unlike other platforms that save your recordings directly to your cloud, Riverside saves it on your device first. And this helps maintain recording quality regardless of internet connection, which I love. So after years of recording with Zoom, I am so happy I made the switch to Riverside because the quality of my audio sounds so much better and now I can also create AI-generated show notes with a click of a button. I can create clips for reels and YouTube shorts and for Instagram stories. I can also create a transcription of my podcast or even YouTube video and rewrite it for blogging purposes. The fact that I can streamline my podcast recording process and YouTube content creation process means the world to my systems and workflow love and heart. Now, if you are ready to have a seamless podcast or YouTube experience with Riverside, head on over to the show notes after listening to this podcast to snag my affiliate link and get Riverside for as low as $15 a month. So Dovzato is also another company that fuels the systems and workflow magic brand on a daily basis. If you are new to owning your own business, you'll quickly discover that having a great CRM tool which is a customer relationship management tool, is an essential component to running the back end of your business, especially if you're working one-on-one -on -one with clients. Dubsado's mission is to help you automate your work, grow your business, and get back your time with powerful workflows. Now, there are tons of CRM tools out there, and it's hard to know who to trust. But what I love most about Dubsado are the people behind the business because they go above and beyond with customer support because they want you to run your business seamlessly. Yes, even as a small business owner. So if you are looking for a CRM tool that will not only house your workflows, invoices, questionnaires, contact forms, proposals, and so much more, you can get started with Dubsado if you go to the show notes and you can get a special code for 30% off your monthly or yearly subscription when you use my code Dolly DeLong Education, all one word at checkout. This is the easiest yes for your business because Dubsado will work for you while you are away from your desk. Again, head on over to the show notes and use code DollyDelongEducation at checkout to snag 30% off your yearly or monthly subscription. Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow BFF and guide, Dolly DeLong. And today I am super pumped and excited 
and honored to have the wonderful Tracy Albrecht Albrecht on the podcast today. Now, a little bit about Tracy. I'm going to give her official bio and then I'm going to let her add whatever she wants to at, for her unofficial introduction. Um, now, Tracy is the owner of Soapbox Studio and Soapbox Studio has offered high quality graphic design services to their local community in a physical studio in the suburbs of Chicago. It has produced high quality imaginative designs for two and a half decades for large corporations and small businesses. So every client receives designs unique to their businesses and their unique needs. So Tracy is the founder, a graphic designer, a wife and mother with many titles. I want to say with many, many multiple hats. She's a birth mom, a stepmom, a foster mom, and an adoptive mom. And besides running Soapbox, she and her husband have been foster parents for the last eight years and are fostering their seventh. Yes, you you heard that right, or you are watching this right. Seventh foster child, a sweet almost two-year-old, and adopted their daughter, Chloe, through foster care in 2020. So you all, Tracy is very multi-passionate and she wears many different hats. Now, I have gotten to know Tracy because of the amazing connections of social media. So I am honored she's on the podcast today. And she just told me this is her very first podcast interview. So I'm so excited to have her on. And I I honestly, I don't know where our official connection began, but I'm just so happy to have her on the podcast today to get to chat with her, get to know her, and chat about all things graphic design and how to develop a system for your own business. So Tracy, I know I gave a very long-winded introduction about you, but welcome to the show, first of all. And secondly, is there anything else you'd like the audience to know about you? Thank you, Dahlia. I'm so excited to be here with you. I don't know. I think that intro was just fabulous. So not too many things besides like having a brick and mortar is a little bit different than a lot of the people I know online because I am just diving into the online world in the past few years. And so it's very different in how I market like by referral or talking to clients and they refer in the local area, but I am loving it. I have loved working with other entrepreneurs and I had been in your summit. That's like how I really started to follow you. So that was, I think the first connection we chatted a little bit through the gotcha. summit and then you were on my summit or in my summit. That was another connection, but yeah, I'm just Really excited to be here and talk to you about systems for designing your own branding or logo and things like that. Awesome, Tracy. Uh, well, that was, it feels like it was so long ago, you know, like the online space two <laughs> months ago feels like years ago, but okay, that's good to make that connection because I was like, it's either through Krista Miller or hey, yes. by the way, hey, Krista, if you're listening <laughs> in. And, and if side note, if you are listening into the podcast and you're like, what is a summit? What is an online summit? I will be sure to link in any past podcast episodes featuring Krista Miller so you can learn more about online summits, online virtual summits. Again, that's how Tracy and I were connected. So going back to Tracy, I just have to, again, give props to Tracy. Like she is, has over two 
two decades of business experience, owning a brick and mortar. Now she's taking her like foundational business savvy knowledge and she's bringing it online. So I think Tracy, I think that's amazing. I think you should give yourself like huge props. I know navigating new online space can be scary, intimidating, overwhelming because the online space feels like it's moving like a million miles a minute. Things are changing constantly. Oh my gosh. But the fact that you're choosing to show up online and still bring your past experience, I think that's amazing. Like a lot of people, honestly, a lot of people that have previously owned a brick and mortar or have been in business for, I would even say over, only over a decade, they're probably like, oh, I already know how to do this. I'm like set in my ways. Like I know how to run this. But the fact that you are applying new knowledge to like your foundations, I think that's incredible, y'all. We're going to learn a lot from Tracy. (laughs) Thanks, Dolly. Yeah, it's interesting, especially having a small team and they're like, okay, what are we doing now? What's the next thing? I'm back from a conference. Okay, okay, what's the big plan now this time? I'm like, Okay, brace yourselves. (laughs) I love it. I love that you're such a visionary and that you are willing and wanting and open to learn new things. And so that's what, I don't know. A side note, how was the conference? Was it the ClickFunnels conference that you went to? How was that? Yeah, it was, wow. Like I've never been anything, been to anything like it. Yeah, have you ever been to one? No, I've never been. Yeah, there was so much information, like just the top notch speakers and the things that I learned. And it was really a lot. If I go again, I want to take the next week to just digest like what I really want to do, what I can get out of what I've learned and just eliminate like some of the other stuff, because there's so much that doesn't really pertain to me or that I can't do right away. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I would definitely recommend it if you haven't gone. I love it. It's, I guess my listeners don't know this, but my husband works for click funnels. And um, so oh, that's I, feel, right. yes. I feel like I'm just like always asking, he's probably, and he is not, he just does back end work and he's not really into the whole online spacing. Like I am like, I love online business. I love digital marketing and I, I get more excited about it than he does. So he had just like, tell me everything that's happening and ties Dolly. It's just work. It's just my job. And I get so excited about these things. So I, maybe, maybe when you're out, we'll, we'll go, I'll even talk him into coming with me, but I, I would love to go to a click funnels conference. Cause I love learning and meeting new people and uh, like learning, like you were saying, learning new strategies, and then just taking the time to digest what I've learned so that I can implement it for my business. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so segueing into learning new things and like digesting new information, you all, Tracy is going to share more about graphic design and like just like how to develop a system for yourself. And y'all, I know absolutely nothing about graphic design. And even though I I know I'm a creative business owner myself, I'm a photographer, I but I sincerely struggle with anything graphic design related. And I know that as a solo business owner, it's and even a business with a team, but especially I'm speaking to you solo business owners out there, it's really important to have a consistent brand design to represent our businesses, but left with our own devices without experience, this can get extremely 
frustrating and overwhelming. And if we are presenting ourselves inconsistently on different platforms, that can leave visitors and viewers feeling very confused and overwhelmed. Like, I'll use myself. Is this really Dolly DeLong photography? Or is this Dolly DeLong education? I'm confused. Like, where am I? So you want to have a consistent client journey from the get-go for your viewers, for your new visitors. And so Again, that's why we, we're having Tracy on the show so that she can share a system to begin with the process of how to, to choose a DIY brand design that is consistent, coherent, and not overwhelming. So Tracy, I know you have a process that you want to share with the listeners today. So I am literally all ears and I'll be taking notes and I'll be asking questions. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. So If you are starting brand new and you may have designed your own logo or hired Fiverr or something like that, like this is, these are some of the things that you can reevaluate maybe a year or two down the road, because I get it that people need to just get moving. They need to start their business. They have an idea. They want to get moving. And I don't want, you know, your branding or perfectionism hold you up in that sense. However, if you haven't, or if you're reevaluating your logo, here are some tips in the process that we use at Soapbox Studio. We have a program called the Logo RX, and it's a streamlined process of logo design. We also have like our in-person where we sit down in this room here and we chat about all these things. So this is the same information that we gather from our in-person clients as well as from our Streamline Logo RX program. Gotcha. So we we start with what's called, what I what we call the five W's, which mm-hmm. is who, what, where, when, and why. And I'm just going to graze right over these because these are the things that you all will just need to think about and digest as you start building the foundation to your logo or your branding. And you can use this for product branding. You can use this for logo design. I'm focusing on logo design because that's like step one of your branding. Yeah. Logos are super important, but that could probably be a whole nother podcast altogether. So who are your ideal clients? So think about that. Write it down. What do you want people to say about your company? What are some thoughts or emotions that you would like your avatar or your ideal client? What are those emotions you want to evoke in people? Evoke? Evoke. Yeah, evoke. Um, Bring up. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Where will you use your logo? So think about if you actually do have a office space and you're going to put it on a wall or a door or something like that. If you're going to put it on your car, just give that a little bit of thought because a very detailed logo will not translate well to some of those other things. If you're doing any signage or things like that, you want to keep it super, super simple. Okay. And when you think about your company values, what comes to mind? So that's the when, and that's just something that I would think a lot of companies already have, like their company values already laid out. So think about those values. And really what, and write that all down. And we're going to refer back to this as we start brainstorming the logo and branding. Okay. And then why is it important to you to have a professional looking logo? What are the next steps in your business? Why you're taking this step to producing a professional logo, either hiring out or if you're going to up-level it yourself. 
by maybe taking a course or something like that on logo design. Those are the five W's. And that's what we call like the foundation work. That is like nothing creative, like drawing wise or anything like that. You're writing everything down. And then on to a little bit more of the fun, which is the brainstorming. And that is where you are going to get ideas either on Pinterest or on Google or things like that and get your name written out. If you have your company name, just write it all out, write down your tagline, play around with your tagline if you haven't already. Then you're going to do some searches for fonts and what font combinations you like. And looking back at those five W's, what you want to portray as your business. It's not just about what you and you like, but you have to think of your clients and what they would gravitate to when they see this logo. Can Colors. I, can I yeah, ask you a really ahead. quick question? I know you're in like the middle of your train of thought. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But I was just thinking, do you have a recommendation for timeline? Because I know with some, I'll, I'll use me as an example, as a creative business owner, I can be so perfectionist that I think that, that the, that the concept has to be perfect before I put it out. And so do you have a recommendation for how long you should do this process? Because otherwise it will be a never ending process for somebody like me. Yes. I did a workshop last year and I recommended that each of these, so the five W's shouldn't take any longer than about 30 to 45 minutes of writing okay. them down. Now that's providing you. I thought you were going to say days. I was like, no, oh my gosh. Right. That sounds about my. <laughs> now that's providing you already have a business. Okay. Like if okay. this is a brand new business, like this foundational step is probably going to be in another course. Like I am just taking what you've already done the work that you've done on your business and translating it over to the brainstorming guide, which I'll give you guys a link okay. to later. Gotcha. You can keep track of everything that I'm talking about today in this guide. Okay. Um, but yeah, so each of these shouldn't take longer. So the, the five W shouldn't take longer than 30 to 45 minutes. I would just cut that time off. And then the brainstorming may take a little longer if you have to get your color palette and things like that kind of done. I wouldn't go past two hours on this really because it's just pulling ideas. And then when we get to the logo formula where you're actually pulling all the ideas together and creating your logo, that could take longer. Like we could get it done in an hour to two, but mm -hmm. we're professionals. So it's going to take you probably three times as long, maybe like I wouldn't go past three times as long, but, and maybe you could do it faster, but that's where I would put the bulk of your time. So I, I think it could all get done in a day, but you got to try not to be, and I am a perfectionist. I totally am. If I'm designing my own product logos and stuff, I overthink it. And, and then I usually end up coming back to one of my first few ideas, but uh, well, I totally get it. What do you say to the business owner who wants to do this, wants, uh, is doing the system like you are prescribing and they're like, they are inspired by so many different ideas that don't necessarily mesh well together, but like they have what you would call, what we would call the 
the squirrel syndrome or the shiny object syndrome of, oh, this logo is trending or this color palette is trending. And then two days later, they're like, actually, I want to do this. And then two hours later, actually, I want to do this. Like, what? how would you talk and communicate to that type of business owner, aka? Yeah, that, it happens for yeah. sure, especially in the online world. It doesn't happen so much with our in-person clients because yeah. they're pretty like they rely on us to make those judgment calls. We have yeah. enough experience under our belt to like that they come to us because they trust us. But the online world, like people don't know who I am, like um, that I have all these years of experience or whatever in my team. But yeah, so what I would advise and what we have advised to them is to get like a handful of your like customer avatars you have to have at least 10 so that you could get a a gauge of how they would respond. And then I would put a poll. People love like polling, like giving advice or choosing between a logo design and that sort of thing. So I would just put it out there to, it could be just a select group or you could post it on social and make it like some fun, great thing. But the, the caution is that they are your ideal client because Everybody under the sun could love a certain look, but if your ideal client is repelled by, say, the colors or something like that, then it's just not going to I love that. Okay, so everyone, we're just going to like take a step back and be reminded if you are in the process of wanting to like have a more coherent there I can talk coherent brand and design to represent your business like I it it sounds like it you really need to start out with have a good gauge I'm like gonna repeat have a handful at least 10 minimum of your customer avatars like you know them you know what they like you know what they dislike like definitely go like find those clients, those past clients you you, are, were, you have worked with. I can't talk today. You have worked with. And just, I, I love that idea. Like this both is this like first part of you like sharing how, like don't go past two hours for this process. But then at the same time, you're hoping that people have actually done the homework of the foundational homework to bring these. For sure. In. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, for sure. And Dolly, it literally breaks my heart when I have someone come to me that I'm doing, doing a like redesign of a logo that they have spent literally weeks working on. I'm like, oh my gosh. And they still aren't happy with it. Like it happens so often. And I'm like, just, just come to us first. But some people are pretty gifted in like design, even though that's not their specialty. So they can see that combination of fonts and colors and things like that. Yeah. So part of the brainstorming. So we went, we started with a name, your name and your tagline. And Mm -hmm. I would create a logo that has your, just your company name and then company name with a tagline. We never use our tagline in our logo. It's always just our logo. So the next step would be after name and fonts would be colors okay. and colors is something that you could definitely go down a rabbit hole with yes. because there's so many beautiful color palettes. But again, you really have to think of your industry, your ideal client, 
if you're in the food industry, you need to have green in there. You know, like I've seen food people that are natural, holistic, and they have no green in their like color palette. And you're like, it ha- you that's almost a given because there's like studies shown that people gravitate to green as being healthy, healthy even if it's not. Yeah. So there's certain psychological elements that we have some blog posts about it. If you're interested, that color really triggers the brain in certain instances. Think of those ideal clients, what they're looking for and what you hope to achieve with your business and when they first view your your branding. And then the next thing would be imagery. If you want an icon or an image like incorporated into your logo, that's something to think about and do some brainstorming on. And then samples and samples are just Googling. If you're like Dolly with systems, like if you're in the systems field, you can Google like online system specialists in logos, logos for online systems and see what comes up. You know, not that you want to steal these logos, but you want to see like what your competitors are doing. Obviously they may have put time into it. They may not have, but you can see what potentially the end user is being drawn to. So, and if it's a male or female audience, that matters sometimes too. Like you don't want to use super feminine scripty fonts if you're targeting financial advisory for men, you know? So um, (laughs) I love that. I love, can we go back to the whole psychology behind colors? And like, I want, I want to like, not sit on it for a long time, but there is, I've, I've heard this from, this is not the first time I've heard this and deciding on a good color palette did take me the longest, but it's so true. There is emotions that are evoked when certain color palettes are like shown to Mm -hmm. your clients, to your audience. And if you're listening in, I really want you to just consider like doing some research, going to Tracy's website. I'm sure she has those blog posts up about the psychology of colors and like with your brand, definitely dig in and do some research because I don't know, I'm thinking from the photography perspective, when when I used to be, when I was more interested in wedding photography, there was like a little point in my business where I was like, maybe I should do wedding photography. Thank God I did it. Um, mostly not because weddings are awful, but just because it just wasn't the best fit for me. But if you want to do, this is how my brain works. I was noticing that all of the luxury wedding photographers, they did not have like hot neon colors as their color palettes. They had more like muted tones and like tans and grays and blacks. And that's something that I didn't realize was color psychology because their ideal clients weren't wearing like those loud printed colors. Maybe a certain percentage of their clients were, but a large portion of their clients were shopping at certain stores at like wearing certain color palettes. And so it was reflected in these wedding photographers, color palettes. And so what Tracy is saying, it's so true. Like you, if you want to attract a certain client, if you want to speak to a certain client, you got to see what color palettes speak to them. I know I just said that several times, but that took me a long time to really understand. It's so true. And so many clients who come 
to us for a redesign, like further down the road of their business when they can afford to hire a professional to do it, will have these color palettes that they're like, I used to like this because it was like a trendy, you know, color yes. palette or whatever, but it just doesn't seem to work with our business. And I'm like, yeah, like I totally can tell why. Yeah. Um, but color theory is just so fun. And it's just another interesting thing. And it's like sales psychology, right? Like mm-hmm. it's what evokes an, an, an emotion. And a lot of times color will like the, just seeing the color, like you see a red and yellow and you think McDonald's, McDonald's. right? Like you can yeah. almost smell like the French fries coming up. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain color combinations, you know, that, and you would never use, well, you use a lovely yellow in your branding, oh, thank but you. You, you wouldn't use like a red, a bright red and a bright yellow, almost yeah, for photography. So it's, yeah, it's just so fun. And in the brainstorming guide, there is a very brief, like color theory where just like some very short descriptions of what each of the primary colors, like the emotions that, that it brings up. So you can refer to that for sure. I love this. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to dig a little deeper into that because I know that can not only stump people, but also like it, it took me forever to understand like the importance of color theory and like with psychology and with branding. And so if listeners, like if this is like your first year of business, second year of business, and you are diving into wanting to have a consistent brand, just like, give yourself a little bit, bit of time to like really set into researching color theory. Um, again, I am not an expert, but I just want to encourage the listeners to, um, check that out. Sorry. Okay. Keep on going. Tracy, you're giving us so much. No worries. Is I think, so I think that was it for the brainstorming portion. And I totally agree. And it's, I do want to add to that is it's never too late to rebrand. Like you don't want to do it like every couple of years, but you want to get to the point where everything is cohesive. Everything mm-hmm. looks like you, like people will see your colors and know that's like Soapbox Studio. So that is like one of the greatest things about a cohesive brand. And it also gives you like the confidence, like my brand looks good. I can sell this stuff because look at this. It looks so good. We hear that a lot from our clients too, that like their confidence is like so much better and increased because their branding looks better. They like feel more like behind their products, even though they knew they were good. Yeah. Now they look as good as they really are. So yeah, it's just really interesting, like the whole behind the scenes thing. But I love that. I love that so much. Now, can I like insert something about branding from a branding photography perspective? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I like for those of you who are new to the Systems of Workflow Magic podcast, I also wear the hat of branding photographer. So I'm a family photographer, branding photographer, and systems and workflow educator. And with branding photography, I've been, I've learned, I've observed through the years that I, and again, I'm, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I recommend that business owners get their branding photos done after they've done the overhaul of their branding and logo design. Because sometimes if you take branding photos too early, 
depending on where you took them, the background, it may not necessarily match the aesthetics of what your new branding and logo design may look like. So from like this, I don't know why I'm like saying this, but I just want, maybe somebody needs to hear this. Don't rush into taking your branding photos quite yet. Wait until you have your aesthetic established, your brand concept established, and then, then get those photos because then those two merge together will be chef's kiss. I know you can't yes. see me do this, but it's a chef's kiss. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And get brand photos updated. Yeah, <laughs> Let me just exactly. add that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So you're going to talk about the logo formula right after. Yes. So here's where we get to the nitty gritty of okay. building your logo. So the logo formula it's L-O-G-O and it starts with the layout. So you just start writing your name, your tagline on the page, on a blank page in Canva, in Illustrator. We use Illustrator and you start putting some of those different fonts that you really liked from your brainstorming mm -hmm. into that page and into your name and into your tagline. Do some things where it's all uppercase, all lowercase, different cases and things like that. So that's what layout is, maneuvering around just the type and just the fonts. Then organize is you start organizing those elements and maybe repositioning them, maybe pulling out like the first letter of each of your name of your company. You could try tilting it, things like that. Then graphics is where you bring in some of those imagery elements that you really liked from your brainstorming session. And you can bring these in as low res screenshots just for now. And then when you fall in love with your logo at the end, that's when you go and purchase that stock image. And I would never use a free stock anything. Like I always have made sure throughout our 26 years in business that we have copyrights in place on all of our stock photos, because if they're, if they're, you know, there's people that come after those things and yeah. we've seen it happen with our clients like time and time again. So oh. just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, That's usually my, it's yeah. like a cease and assist letter, but if it's something that is super important, like a logo, you don't want to have to stop using that imagery or whatever. So yeah, yeah just make sure it's just worth it. There's so many affordable stock options now that just do that. And then optimize is the last one. And that's where you really pull everything together, tighten everything up, color it with the brand colors that you picked from your brainstorming and get everything in place. And then that's it. Your logo is done. That's and that's basically the steps that we take for logo designs here. And how long does your, when you work one-on-one -on -one with clients or a um bigger business, how long does this process usually take? So this process with an in-person client could take, it could take anywhere from two to six hours oh. like of our billable time. Okay. But when we do things through the Logo RX package that we have, mm -hmm. it is, we are generally around an hour to two hours because the clients do a lot of that W work, the brainstorming work and give it to us. And we basically are the creative person that just takes all of their stuff that they love, all of the things that their ideal clients have said, and we put it all together. We streamlined it into, a, we call it a semi-custom package. So 
love yeah. it. But when we work in person, like we gather that from the client. So we ask those questions to them. We take lots of notes and it's more personalized. So listeners, if you, again, you all know I'm very repetitive and I like to drive home points. Like what I'm hearing from Tracy is you really have to put in the foundational work in order to put in these building blocks on top of it. So don't just assume after listening to this podcast episode, oh, I have a system now for designing my own brand and logo without first knowing, again, who you serve, why you want to serve them. Like all those W's that Tracy went over, please go over those foundational building blocks first and then add, this is more of the meat, more of the icing on the cake to make it very cohesive for you. Let's say somebody has this all together. They did the system, they did the homework, and then they went through your system. Now, where do you recommend that a a business owner uses their branding and logos so that they can be consistent across many platforms? Because I feel like, I don't feel this. I know this. I I see so many business owners with beautiful, in one area of their website, it's beautiful aesthetic, beautiful, like every, their imagery is beautiful, but on other platforms, it's inconsistent. And I'm wondering like, why don't you just take the time to bring this over to this platform as well? So there's like a consistent client journey. So where do you recommend a business owner like have consistent imagery for like where where should they begin? I would suggest them beginning with their website. Okay. And part of so part of your logo design and your branding is a brand guide. And a brand guide may get passed by many people, but to us it's like super super important because you refer to that brand guide with everything that you create. So it has your colors on it. It has your fonts on it. Sometimes it even has what preference you want, you know, the headlines versus body copy, point size. It could, Um, we've done brand guides for clients that are so detailed. And then we have done lots that are just very general with colors, the logos, any sort of graphic elements, photography. And it might not be photography that you use everywhere, but it could be like two or three images that just best represent your business. And yeah, so we have a couple like on our own brand guide, we just have a couple that are like people really excited, like looking at their computer or like looking over their computer that just says Soapbox Studio to us. Like it's a client that really loves what they're seeing on their brand. That's what I picture in my head. But I would for sure start with website, okay. then carry that over to any of those social profiles. And if it's just even in the header graphic on Facebook, if you just make a, I don't want to say just because I know it's a lot of work, but like a six grid or a nine grid in Instagram, if you do one of those, but then it, it really does need to, like you're saying, just infiltrate into everything you do. All your posts should have your color, like your colors from your brand. All of your emails should have, if you just do a very basic text email, like any of your bold copy that's in a color, just make sure it's in your brand color. Any imagery that you use, your logo, it all has to be. I've seen some people that have a really nice standard looking brand, 
but then their logo is just terrible and it detracts from their whole like look of things. Yeah. And it's used very inconsistently. Sometimes it's all caps. Sometimes it's upper and lower cap. It's just all over. So I think even if you kept it super simple in all cap font, a light face, a bold face, just make sure that's what's used throughout everything. Make sure. But yeah, that's where I would start with website. Yeah. Okay. I want to share with the listeners what what I have done because I went through a branding process last year. Great designer. Um, It was, oh my goodness. I'm going to like totally, this is embarrassing. Maybe it's because I'm so tired. Maybe it's because I'm a major mom mode right now. Completely lost train of thought of her name and yeah I'm like adore her and I sing her praises all the time I'm it's beautiful yeah your brand is really nice yeah. oh thank you well she like did the exact thing what you did for your clients for me and now I have consistent branding for for the podcast for Dolly Delong education for photography and so it's consistent from platform to platform for the bundles because I like to lead a bundle in a summit once a year. So I, I told her, this is what I want to do. I want to keep it under the umbrella of Dolly DeLong. And then I told her my different, I knew my services. I knew who I served. So it, and she gave me a brand guide at the end. And that thing lives on a Trello board for me. And I refer to it and I'm like, okay, where should I use this font? And so it's been so helpful. So yes, like for those of you who are listening, Tracy, if you get a brand guide from whoever you work with, put it in a safe place and refer yeah. to it because it like has helped me out so much. It's helped me be yeah. more consistent with my branding. Exactly. And you might think, oh, I'm going to change something up because maybe this or that or whatever. Yeah. No, don't just stick with your, yes. you know, just stick with your tried and true because people are gradually getting used to, I know Dolly stuff because of her branding. Like Aww. I could pick it out. Like yeah. I could see the consistency on her, her branding. And you want that because then if something comes through your email or something comes through on social media, like if they know who Dolly is, they'll stop and take a look at it. And oh yeah, I recognize her where other stuff is just going to fly on past. So it definitely adds to the credibility to have a brand guide. Plus it saves so much time. You just look at what you have established already. You can pass it off to anybody on your team or like a VA, or if you're hiring somebody to help you with your bundle or your summit or something like that, you just pass that all along to them. And then it's no brainer that everything looks consistent. That is so true. You all. And, and again, if you have a project management tool like Asana or Trello or Notion, whatever, just put it in there and train your OBM, your VA, a team member and a contractor, whatever you, whoever you're training and keep it in a consistent place for you. And for me, that's Trello. And I literally refer to this. I'm not even joking around you all at least once a week, if I, especially in project mode. So that brand guide has been so helpful for me. So I'm so glad you brought that up and I'm glad that you brought up just like over time, it needs to carry out. I love the word you use infiltrate. It needs to infiltrate like the different social platforms that you're present on Mm -hmm. so that there is consistency and people recognize you slowly over time. So Tracy, 
you have brought up so many great points and I like could just pick your brain and get to know you more and more because it's just I'm so happy I finally get to meet you and talk with you in person, not in person, on, yeah. on Zoom. But I wanted to wrap up and ask you if somebody's listening into this conversation and they're like, okay, like I really need help, more hand-holding than just like going through the system by myself, then how can people find you, work with you, and just basically get to know you and take the next step with you? Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you, Dolly. It's been yeah. just a pleasure. I I mean, this is, I love talking about this. So this yeah. is so fun for me too. So Soapbox Studio is our website. It's all one word. It mm-hmm. is singular. We are not studios. So don't go there because that's like a video company, whatever. Oh. Um, <laughs> but soapboxstudio.com forward slash Dolly is where you can opt in to our email opt-in and then you can download that freebie that I'm talking about. That is the brainstorming guide. And that has like some of the color stuff in there too. And then our web, just our website, soapboxstudio.com. There's a menu there. You can check out our blog. You can check out our, we offer VIP days. If you want to work with us directly one-on-one, you can check out the VIP days. You can book a call, even just to talk for 10 minutes about what you're thinking you might want to do and there's no whatever you don't have to book with us we just are happy to talk about what you're thinking and your branding and then we do offer like the logo package that I was talking about earlier and that is a separate site that's called the logo rx like prescription rx I love that you used the word prescription before the logo rx.com and those are the places but soapbox studio you can find us and that's usually what our handles are too on social media Awesome. And everyone, this will be in the show notes. And also if you're listening in on the podcast, it will be in the show notes of the podcast as well. Um, But Tracy, I just want to say thank you so much for taking your time to talk with my audience. And I am sure that that you're going to get a lot of people like interested in these next steps with you. And you're very full of wisdom like you all. Tracy has over 26 years of experience in this. So please take her up on this and just get to know her. All right. I am so excited about sharing a brand new podcast episode with you all next week. So stay tuned next week. And until then, stay streamlined and amazing. You amazing, magical muggle you. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.